In the first year of the COVID-19 pandemic, a West Texas doctor, Dr. Richard Bartlett, was widely condemned by the legacy media and many in social media on leftist platforms for using what he called a silver bullet treatment for cases of COVID-19. Studies are coming out now from Oxford University that are proving that Dr. Bartlett's treatment was not only correct, it saved lives. And so it follows that thousands and thousands of people who died, died unnecessarily at the hands of government propagandists. This is going to be a great conversation with my friend, Dr. Richard Bartlett. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, I'm glad you guys have joined me today for the Off the Bench podcast. I am continuing to be in transition at the studio as we are getting set up in a temporary location. I want to thank you guys for your patience through the transition, and we're very excited to bring that new space to you, and hopefully you'll be able to hear all about it even more at the Happy Hour podcast. If you've not subscribed to Happy Hour, I want to encourage you to do that. Today is going to be part one of a two-part interview with my friend, Dr. Richard Bartlett. I consider Dr. Bartlett to be a national treasure, a national hero for his willingness to tell the truth at great personal risk to both himself and his family during the COVID-19 pandemic. You guys know my thoughts on this. I don't like being lied to, and we were lied to on a massive scale. And as you'll hear in today's and tomorrow's interviews, Dr. Bartlett says that the cures are coming three years too late. Here's my interview with my friend, Dr. Richard Bartlett. Dr. Bartlett, welcome to the show. Thank you, Heidi St. John. Hey, it's good to see you. Listen, dude, a lot has happened since the last time you were at the podcast with relation to what in the world went on for the last three years of our lives. Yes, a lot of people went through hell on earth, literally, for the last three years. And we're going to keep on praying that God's kingdom come and it's heaven on earth eventually. But right now, we still have these organizations called the CDC and the WHO, and today we're going to let everybody know who the CDC is now because they've been changing the players and who the who is now. It's interesting. They just changed the faces, the nations, and the people that are going to be talking heads, uh, giving propaganda and sound bites that are, well, we've seen what happened for the last three years. So when the next pandemic Yeah, right. Comes, these are the voices. Yes. Yeah, these are the voices that are going to be streamed into our living rooms via the legacy media and the propaganda arm of the radical left in the United States, which is Facebook and YouTube and uh, every other place that people go to for information. You sent me an article uh, recently, and I'm floored by this. I put it out on my social media. By the way, I'm just so proud of you. You know, the last time that you were on my show talking about budesonide and how uh, you had a protocol that was actually working, but in reality, you were silenced, right? Silenced by the mainstream media, the censured, for lack of a better word. And now articles are coming out all over the internet, and you know, being they're dripping out, right? They should have been in a, a flood of these. But this one says, in the first year of the COVID nineteen pandemic, a West Texas doctor was widely condemned by and censored in the media for promoting what he called a silver bullet treatment. But new studies show that the common asthma medication budesonide that he endorsed is effective in combating coronavirus. Dr. Bartlett, what was it like for you for the last three years? Because you said it before we started recording, these guys are three years too late. People have died because voices like yours were censored. What has it been like for you? Uh, and then we'll get to what's happening with the CDC and the World Health Organization, which are both corrupt organizations. But walk listeners through 
being silenced when you saw firsthand on the ground working with with definitely very, very sick people from COVID and you knew that what you were doing was working? Heidi, uh, I grew up thinking that uh, Americans were going to support each other, help each other, that uh, the American healthcare system was here to heal people, to help people at all costs. I remember the Westerns where they say, Doc, do whatever you can. Uh, maybe it won't work, but please just do what you can do. And we understand. We saw the opposite being played out over and over again. And it was nonsense. It was non-science. There was no science behind yep. what they were saying. It was uh, confusing because there was uh, no logic to it. And I'll give you an example. When when Fauci said the public should not wear a mask, and then later he said we should wear a mask, and he did this because it's a symbol we're in it together. And then he said yep. you should wear a mask, and then the public, if you get the shot, you don't have to wear the mask, and maybe you should wear two masks, and then if you get the shot, you still have to wear the mask. He never offered science behind it because there was no science. And so that kind of insanity has been what everybody's been drugged through and People have lost loved ones right and left wrongly. Nobody should have died during this pandemic because we had early treatment strategies. And you'll remember, Heidi, that in China, when this came out, China said uh, late care only. And they said social distancing. And they said wear a mask. And so we copied the communist Chinese government health care strategy. When were they ever leaders in health care? And yet, right? And yet, <laughs> good. It's a good question. So, so China. Let's think about it. The United States used to be the leader in healthcare until January 1, 2020, when a clown got propped up on all our TV cameras, saying that we should hide in place, shelter in place, until he comes up with a magic shot, a vaccine to a highly contagious, rapidly mutating respiratory virus. And I said back then, it's not possible with one shot. Maybe I was right and maybe he was wrong, but a lot of people died. Uh, Three years later, we see the evidence of it. And so I'll tell you, it was heartbreaking for me because my cell phone was put on the internet by uh, all these third-party websites that monitor doctors like WebMD and different things. And so people started calling me from around the world after that interview I did in July of 2020 saying, We have an early treatment strategy, and I'm not afraid of COVID anymore, and you don't need to be afraid either because we have an answer. And so five and a half million views in less than two weeks. YouTube pulls it because it's inappropriate context. context. Yeah, because they called it medical misinformation. Yeah, and so three years later, we see it was exactly right, and it was validated by Oxford a year later in the Stoic trial. Oxford University, the oldest university in the English-speaking world since 1096, studied just one of the three medicines that I was using. I was using budesonide, an inhaled steroid, clarithromycin, an antibiotic, and aspirin, and all three were important, but they just studied budesonide by itself for early treatment with COVID, and they stopped the study early, saying 90% of hospitalizations, ER visits, and even urgent care visits would be prevented with just the budesonide alone. And they didn't want to continue the study because it was unethical to keep it from the placebo group and let them possibly die. Well, what about the whole world? And so I was getting calls from around the world from people whose loved ones were in the hospital, on ventilators, in distress, dying. And I was having to 
uh, educate doctors long distance that were arrogant, that were just quoting sound bites from Fauci, from the CDC, that later were proven to not be true. And they were they would rather let people die than to try to help somebody and give them a safe medicine. Budesonide is so safe, it's used on two-pound premature babies in the NICU for 30 years. It's $3 a treatment. That's the problem. It would have stopped the whole vaccine agenda. And so that's how come I got visits from very dangerous people that gave me cards that had government uh, titles on the corner of their cards, Heidi. I was in grave danger. And uh, but once they got the vaccine rolled out, I got off their hit list because I was no longer a problem because they got emergency use authorization illegally, because if you have an effective treatment strategy, which we had, which was proven by Oxford in the Stoic trial, which was proven by uh, Iran studied budesonide against covid, France studied budesonide against covid. Australia studied budesonide against COVID, and just last month, Brazil proved that budesonide kicks COVID's butt. And so over and over again, we had evidence that it was an effective treatment strategy. And if you have an effective treatment strategy, it's illegal to do what's happened with this uh, emergency use authorization, human experiment. It's the largest human experiment in history, these COVID shots, and they would never have happened. And so you might say, well, why would people do that? Well, let me give you one one reason. There's many. One reason is $38 billion in 2022 that Pfizer received from their COVID shots. Uh, here's another $38 billion? $38 billion in one year in 2022. Let me give you another reason why this might have happened. $18.5 billion with a B that Moderna got in just 2022 alone. So you can get a lot of people to cooperate when, when the numbers are like that. I am going to be traveling to Hermitage Hills Church in Hermitage, Tennessee this weekend for an awesome conference that I have not been to before called the Heart to Heart Ministries Homeschool Conference. I think you guys are going to absolutely love it. June 16th through 17th again at Hermitage Hills Church. I hope you guys will join me if you want more information and to register Go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events. Doors open for this event on Friday, June 16th at 5.30 p.m. And I will be the keynote speaker there this weekend. We're going to be talking about the culture. We're going to be talking about education, God's heart for families, and why we don't need to live in fear. I hope I see you this weekend in Hermitage, Tennessee. The bottom line, it was it, there's a Nuremberg Code that is 10 principles of human experimentation that came out of the Nuremberg trials after World War II. Nazi Germany doctors were doing human experiments that were unethical, horrific, criminal, and seven doctors got hung after World War II and the gallows because they were involved in this. Did you know that, Heidi? Yes. And so the 10 principles of human experimentation... I believe all 10 of those were broken in the last three years. I believe it too. And I'm wondering, you know, I'm thinking about all the people that are listening to this right now that lost a loved one in COVID. Many of them watched their loved ones die on ventilators. And you said that you guys were able to move patients off the ventilator by putting budesonide into their breathing treatments, right? 
And yet here where I live in the Vancouver, Washington area, you had to beg. I mean, we were begging doctors to just listen, just try a different protocol. What about this? What about that? And you couldn't, you could not get through to these arrogant doctors. And as you're talking about the numbers, the staggering amount of money that exchanged hands, no one's going to be able to convince me that doctors didn't get some sort of a kickback from every patient that died from, from COVID, from every, uh, from every vaccine company in the world is ganging up against ordinary people like me who don't have access to the medical information. And it, they kept it from us. And that's the truth, right? Yes, uh, is a short answer. So we, I saw a letter that was released in Kentucky, sent out in Kentucky by Blue Cross. It had Blue Cross letterhead on it. It said, if you get uh, 30% of your covered lives a shot in the arm with these vaccines, then you'll get $25 a head. If you, that is criminal. Uh, Heidi, and, and, it, and it went further. It went down to 70% uh, shots in the arm. You get $125 a head. There was a financial incentive, which is uh, unethical, should be illegal, and you say, how does this happen that informed consent that's that's required for a doctor to do where he tells the risk and benefit of a treatment option? How come this happened where there's no informed consent and it's just a shot, get a shot in your arm because we're getting impatient. And they started using a propaganda campaign that this is a uh, pandemic of the unvaccinated. It, it couldn't yeah. be wor- un- more untrue because we know. When this information started coming out of Canada, which is all socialized medicine, that more people have died, are dying now that are vaccinated than unvaccinated in the hospitals. Well, and the tides have turned now. Yes, because they cannot hide the truth anymore. It's coming out. And so I work as an ER doctor, Heidi, and one of the places I work is a heart hospital emergency room. Guess what comes into the heart hospital emergency room on helicopter, in the ambulance, uh, day and night when I'm there? Heart problems. That's not hard to figure out. And so a study came out of the University of Basel in Switzerland saying 2.8% of the patients that they studied after the COVID shot had elevated troponin. Troponin is in heart cells. It's the one test that we look for cardiologists look for, ER doctors look for, to see if someone's having heart attacks. Because when that's, it's not in the bloodstream unless heart cells die, explode, spill the troponin in the bloodstream. And it's only there for a short time. And so this showed that almost 3%, almost 3 out of 100 people in their study after a COVID shot had heart cells die that they could document. And so you got to say, hey, maybe this fits with the big picture of the myocarditis in young men that cannot be hidden or the sudden heart attacks that are happening to people that is on the Pfizer list with their product that was released after a FOIA request. And we can talk about that in a moment because I'm on the nonprofit board that sued the FDA for the Pfizer data that Pfizer knew about their product. We wanted to hear the good news, the bad news. Just tell us what you know. And the FDA, when they were served a FOIA, said, well, we'll release that in 55 years to the public. When nobody's around, you can do anything about it. It didn't stop there, Heidi, because they said, well, we thought about it after two weeks. And they said, no, we don't want to release that for 75 years to the public. Oh, my word. And so we were in the federal courtroom in Fort Worth 
And that's when the federal judge, Mark Pittman, told them, no, you're going to have to tell us what you have. And we got a list that Pfizer accumulated associated with their product called Adverse Events of Special Interest. And it had myocarditis. It had dozens of autoimmune disorders. It had dozens of heart conditions, including sudden death and, and heart attacks. It had strokes. It had uh, paralysis from the waist down called transverse myelitis. I had a patient that I treated with that in the ER. Two hours after the shot, she tries to stand up at home and she's paralyzed from the waist down, falls on her face. It had Guillain-Barre syndrome. Has anybody been told this stuff? The FDA, the FDA had this information. Pfizer had this information. And I'm telling you and your listeners, viewers, and I'm telling you it's not in any commercials where they say it's time for your booster. Right. No, that's exactly right. And we're hearing them now all the time, right? Because there's a new wave of Omicron and people are tight. I saw the other day that Biden was requiring masks again at the White House, even though it's been proven now that masks don't work. They never did work. The lockdowns have done, have done more harm than good. But I guess the, the point of all Heidi, this is this really isn't, You're this isn't going. You said Biden. <laughs> that's right. I'm sorry. I try really, I, I try really hard not to do that on the show. Dr. Bartlett, here's the thing. I mean, you you and I have been talking about this for a long time, right? I was probably one of the first people to stand out, at least in my sphere of influence, and say something is terribly wrong. They've never reacted this way to a virus in the history of the world before. And yet here we are being propagandized 24 hours a day, being forced to take shots. People are losing their jobs. They're not allowed to go to school. We're watching the suicide rates all across the country uh, exploding. And now that it's been three years since the start of the pandemic, as you rightly pointed out, three years too late, we're starting to find out the truth. But we know now that Biden has handed over the sovereignty of the United States to the World Health Organization so that in the event of another pandemic, it's not going to be the United States making decisions for us. It's going to be the who, isn't it? So let's talk about who who is. They have an executive board for the World Health Organization. This is the health uh, supervision, the health police, the health uh, dictatorship that's going to be ruling the world uh, for the U.N., it's a branch of the UN called the WHO, the World Health Organization. They just elected 10 new board members. Let me tell you who they are, Heidi. North Korea. Can you think Excellent. of anybody that would be a better choice than North Korea? Excellent. Good choice. Good yes. choice. Uh, enough yeah. said there. And yeah. They're starving their own people on purpose. And, and so uh, how about they got Cameroon, Cameroon and Togo, a little country called Togo. They have Lesotho. They have countries that have a super high maternal death rate during childbirth that have horrific record for health care. And they're going to be uh, in charge of your health care, your children's health care in the United States instead of your doctor or your hospital. They're going to be the ones that are quoted. And they may actually have some teeth this time where there's some police backing them up. And so let me tell you another one. If there's a rapidly evolving health disaster that that is changing constantly in Washington state or Texas, guess who else is on the executive board of the who? How about a country that's in war right now just trying to survive called the Ukraine? Does that sound crazy? It's unbelievable. I don't know what to say. Well, these are people and countries with terrible track records of human rights abuses, right? Yes. And so now these are the people that are going to be in charge of health decisions that are being made for ordinary Americans. What do we do about this? Well, I, I, I do believe I've had conversations with some 
uh, brilliant uh, lawyers. And I think it's going to come down to the county sheriffs and the county level as far as that's where the line in the sand will be. And so uh, local law enforcement, local government is where uh, we have a buffer to protect our people. And the truth is, as Christians, we're going to help our neighbor, whether they're striped, polka dotted, whether they're a stranger, whether they're a friend. That's the difference maker that helped during COVID, helped many people live and not die. Thank you guys so much for listening to this interview with Dr. Richard Bartlett. If you are subscribed to the Happy Hour with Heidi St. John, stick around. We've got more content for you. For everybody else, thank you for listening. You can subscribe by going to Spotify and clicking the subscribe button. And I'll see you right back here again at the intersection of faith and culture.